What is going down, everybody? Hey, what you're about to listen to is our Am I Still on the Air Eternals spoiler review. Now, we got together and we broadcasted this live on our YouTube channel on Sunday, November the 7th. And it was an awesome recording with myself, Friggins, and Peeps. And for two hours, we broke down Eternals, everything that we loved, everything we hated, where's it going, and our overall MCU thoughts. So, it was awesome. You can watch it on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash air. But for those of you that want to hear the audio-only version, that's what you're about to listen to. So, coming up next is the MP3 audio edition of our spoiler review for Eternals. But if you would like to watch it in video form, it is available once again on our YouTube page. You can go on over and click the playlist. This is Am I Still on the Air? And you can not only watch this one, but you can watch all the other ones that we've done. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, you're listening to Am I Still on the Air? And now, here's your host, Don Mega. Well, what is going down, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Am I Still on the Air? Man, I love being here live on the YouTubes, ready to break down some MCU goodness, man. This is always when it's fun to get the crew back together and talk spoilers. That's right, it is the spoiler review for the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Eternals. So this is the 26th film in the MCU, and we've done a lot of these spoiler reviews throughout the years, really breaking them down, and that's, again, what we're going to do here tonight, guys. So I am so excited to be here for our spoiler review. My name is Don Mega. I am your host, and, of course, this is Am I on the Air? This is our spinoff podcast of the Am I Still on the Air, where we just specify on one specific topic, and break it all down. And tonight, as always, I got some peeps with me that are going to help break it on down. So bringing them right on in. Yes, I got a peep with me right here. His name is Peoples. It's for my peoples. It's the Peoples Forum. What up, man? What up, DX? Thank you for having peeps. And hey, all my peeps out there that are listening. Yes, welcome once again to the show, man. We are very happy to have you here. And again, putting together the trifecta, it's a boy for Riggins. Welcome to the show, my man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on yet again to break down some more Marvel Madness. MCU time, baby. It's fun. You know, we we did Shang-Chi a couple months ago. We did Venom, Let There Be Carnage. We'd be breaking down these comic book movies and having a fun time with it. So if you missed any of the spoiler reviews, you can go right here on the YouTube channel. There is a playlist that is called Am I Still on the Air? And you can find all the videos in one playlist to make it very easy for you guys to follow along. And then, of course, on the podcast feed, it's all there with the regular episodes. If you go to Red Dragons Radio, there's an actual tab that says, Am I Still in the Air? And you can listen to all of the greatness that we have done over the years, breaking down all of our favorites when it comes to the world here of Marvel and DC and everything else in between when we see fit for a big-time spoiler review. So once again, this is The Eternals spoiler review, the number one movie in the world right now. Uh, the MCU is back. This is their 
third film of phase four we had black widow back in july then we had shang chi in september now we have eternals and we'll of course be wrapping up the year next month with spider-man no way home so very very excited about that uh but once again guys this is spoilers so this is your last warning if you haven't seen the movie you might not want to listen to this yet bookmark it circle back around after you've watched it or if you're just one of those people that just say hey i want to listen to these things to decide what i want to do then you've come to the right place so uh we're very happy once again to have you guys here guys i am excited to get into this one because this is a very interesting type of marvel movie right uh, this is one that we were very curious about. I know, you know, Peeps does his Marvel Cinematic Monday. He broke down this, uh, the characters, at least, of what he was expecting and everything kind of going into what Eternals is and what we were thinking it was. And this is kind of an unknown property once again. We had this many, many years ago with Guardians of the Galaxy, where it was just, you know, we were like, man, we're getting this weird Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and it's got people we've never heard of before, and a talking raccoon, and a talking tree, and it's going to be interesting. And it turned out to be an amazing film, and it has spawned you know, them getting sequels and being in the Avengers movies and all kinds of stuff. But Eternals, I mean, this is even more kind of unknown than even Guardians was. I mean, this is 10 characters, 10 superhero characters um, being this team that have, like, spanned thousands of years and have been on earth since you know before christ and everything and it's just kind of been silently sitting around the earth and not getting involved in anything that's happened really in the world they didn't help fight Thanos. they didn't help anything because deviants weren't involved so they stayed on out and um yeah and then but something happens, of course, uh, and that brings them into the conflict that we get here in this movie. So, But as we've gotten closer to this film, we've been hearing a lot of different things. Uh, for the first time ever, a Marvel movie is kind of... This, this movie's had some really bad critic reviews. This movie is on the very low scale. It's the lowest movie out of all the MCU when it comes to actual critic rankings. Now, when it comes to fan rankings... It's pretty high. It's got like an 85% from fans. So so it's very drastically different because last I saw it was sitting at about 50% critics and 85% on audience ratings. So very divisive. Um, some people really like it. Other people do not. And even in my own circle, um, I've come across some people love it and some people don't. So I've had a couple interesting conversations over the last couple of days. But one conversation that has not happened yet is these two guys with me um you know i know we all saw it and we've been very mum uh since we've seen it and i think kind of on purpose and kind of we were saving it for the show yeah um and oh, uh, yeah. and that's why i didn't ask usually i like to poke on these guys and be like what'd you think uh but because of how divisive this movie was i was like you know what for this one i'm gonna wait until we do the podcast because i kind of want to go over this for the first time because i don't know man i don't know where this is gonna fall with these guys um, I just know where it fell for me, <laughs> and then we can kind of take it from there. Um, so it's going to be rather interesting, I feel, as we kind of go across this and hear kind of where we're at. So as always, we kind of start off with our overall thoughts. So, you know, we go to the movies, we see it. I think we all saw it on that preview night on Thursday. Um, I went and saw it in IMAX with Geeky Pat. Finally got Kiki Pat back to a market. Wow. Nice. Interesting. It was nice, but it wasn't nice at the same time because <laughs> he was 
he was already in a bad mood and talking shit before the credits even started of the movie. Sure. So he went into Sounds it right. already hate. He went into it hating it already. Uh, as soon as the movie opened and it actually had text like Star Wars kind of introducing things in the beginning, he was like, oh, God, look at this. And, so, <laughs> like, and uh, it was just already too much. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if it was the smartest thing to take that guy to see it, but he did at least go back to a movie for once. Um, but, yeah, so we saw it in IMAX that opening night. No, you guys went and saw it as well, too. I've actually gone again over the weekend. I've already seen it twice. I uh, went again over the weekend with my wife and my daughter. So, yes, I, uh, so I've seen it two times now and uh, definitely had a little bit of a different feeling after the second time. So I'll get into that. But uh, I'm going to start right off. Friggins, I'm going to go with you because you're usually the hater of the group. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to start with you and see how we felt uh, without getting into too much, just our overall thoughts, seeing an opening night. You finally go in, new MCU film, you walk out. Where's your head at? So if we were the, like, our own little Red Dragons Eternal crew, does that make you, so you're like the the positive one that loves everything, and I'm the hater that hates everything, and Peeps is the wild card? Basically. That's, that's <laughs> literally, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Jack and uh, <laughs> Friggins is uh, Icarus, Icarus over there, just yeah, blowing yeah. shit up. Just <laughs> plan. Well, um, you know, you brought up guardians and i yeah. think i can't talk about like overall experience without kind of talking about coming into it because i think that sometimes what you bring when you walk in the door sometimes can have an effect and whether you come in with a lot of excitement um that could either lead to disappointment or vice versa or it, sometimes it could come out and bring you know a, a, even more joy because you were just already ready to like it and same again vice versa with the negativity you can already just decide to hate it um, for me, when I first heard about Guardians of the Galaxy, I knew of these characters. I had seen them before, particularly Rocket Raccoon, right? He stands out. I had seen Star-Lord before. I'd seen Drax before. I'd seen Gamora. So these guys, I recognized. I was like, okay, cool. I know of these people. I don't know them a lot, but I know of them. I've, I've read stories with them. And so when I heard that Guardians was coming out in like two years, uh, I immediately went to the comic shop, picked up a whole bunch of comic books and started diving in deep because I felt like that was an area that I maybe had missed or pushed off. And it was something I wanted to learn about. But we come here to Eternals and it's so funny because it was almost the exact opposite experience. When I heard they were making an Eternals movie, that my first thought was like, why? Like that... Who cares? And I had heard of the Eternals. I had seen pictures of at least Icarus. And I couldn't tell you anything about him or anything else about any of the other ones. So for me coming in, uh, I was already kind of coming in from a negative place where I was just kind of like, nobody cares about this. We don't need to watch this. Um, whatever. See, he was negative before the movie even came out. I was. Yeah. I mean, all truth. Yeah, all truth putting it all on the table. And it was just so weird because, um, you know, just having this like Marvel property, I found myself more agitated at the fact that it wasn't X-Men or Fantastic Four or even in humans. I feel like the, this is just so far out of the well that um, initially I was, I, I had the least amount of hype that you could, I could ever experience. So I did zero research. I didn't want to know anything about it. 
And then, um, so that's kind of like my prep. I mean, do you want me to go over all thoughts about the whole like film and just keep, I mean, I'll keep it general and short, but that was kind of general thoughts kind of walking out. Like where was your head at? Yeah, so after walking out, I'm I was new to this, Fred. Come on, I know, but like, <laughs> I feel like I've been talking. No, I've been talking a lot. I feel like we've done this before, but so trailer hype went up. Still didn't really care, but hype did go up. I liked the trailer, um, and then walking in, I think I told peeps afterwards, like I had three phases watching this. So my overall experience is this, and I could break it down very simply. So the first third of the film. I was like, this is boring. I see why everybody hates this. This is why it's got a crappy uh, rating. I Okay, I get it. And then the second third of the, the film, I shifted and went, all right, it's not that bad. It's actually kind of interesting. I'm kind of feeling it a little bit more. It's okay. It's not great. It's not bad. And then by the last third of the film, that's where I shifted into where I was like hyper focused. I was into it. I didn't, you know, I got in that zone where you forget you're watching a movie. Um, and so I really enjoyed that last portion of it. So I had a very strange experience of going through these three different phases, uh, but ultimately walking out thinking it was, it was pretty good. It's okay. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Peeps. Overall <clears throat> thoughts. All right. Do you um, share the sentiment? Yes, I, I, I um, I'll go ahead and and also just try to keep it short since Fr- Friggins took most of the airtime. Um, <laughs> thanks, Friggins. But no, I'm actually on the opposite end of Friggins. Um, I enjoyed the first uh, three quarters of the movie, and the last um, quarter fell off for me. Um, overall, I thought it was a great movie. Um, exactly what Friggins said. Kind of coming into it, I had the same exact. So I, I actually maybe different than Friggins. I had the same exact feelings coming into it that I did with Guardians. Um, I'm always worried coming into a movie of this caliber because of the amount of heroes that we're introduced to, and I think it's a big task for the director and the writers. You know, we're supposed they're they're giving us ten characters that we're supposed to care about each and every single one of them. We have to grow an attachment to these characters, and if something happens to them, we have to feel you know sad about it and we they have to give us all these feelings and it's difficult enough when you have one character and they struggle with just captain marvel now they, they're trying to do this with 10 characters it's it's a big it, it's a big task i think so coming into it i i was worried um also what friggin said what the heck is an eternals um i did a whole bit trying to explain who what where eternals are in the people's forum check that out if you'd like to know how they are in the comics but um yeah, D- didn't have didn't know much coming into it, um, but opposite of what Friggins said, I enjoyed it. I actually leaned over and talked to Friggins. Friggins hates sitting next to me at the movies. <laughs> he always tries to have either his girl or his um, uh, his cousin sit next to me because if I'm sitting next to him, he knows I'm going to throw popcorn at him and I'm <laughs> going to talk to him throughout the entirety of the movie. And halfway through the movie, I'm leaning over like. Yo, I don't understand why everyone hates this movie. I'm kind of digging it. And he was. He's being nice. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And honestly, like, I I was digging it. But the end, you know, when we got our twists, quote unquote, I was very disappointed with every single one of our twists. And 
Um, so I'm sure that'll pop up again in our what didn't we like section. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'll, I'll be bringing that up. Uh, you know, but uh, overall, like I said, great characters. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that great effects. Oh, uh, things I, I love. I'll be talking about these effects and uh, and yeah, yeah. I, I overall had a, a pretty good experience in this movie, but there were there were definitely a pretty good amount of disappointments because it's an MCU movie. If this was a standalone movie called the 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 the, the live forevers <laughs> and they were just it was its own thing i i think i would have had a better experience but because it's connected to marvel it it, it is set to a standard and i i have issues with it so i just want to a little side note like there was a trailer before the movie that i was like trying to see what it was and he was just like this trailer looks dumb why is it all it's so boring i, I don't even want to watch it right now I don't, it's in black I and white what is that? And I'm just like, I, I have I no idea. About this I, don't, I have no idea. I don't care is. about this trailer. And because of that, you're not going to care about this trailer. <laughs> and now I don't. I don't. I saw it today in the theater and I was like, this that looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that? I don't even remember the name. It starts the with black a black and white. <laughs> it starts with a B. You, you lost me in black and white. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, all right. Well, no, fair enough. I mean, so definitely interesting. So we got kind of in the middle with Friggins there, kind of. Didn't love it, didn't hate it, uh, but then Peeps liked it overall, just kind of had some gripes. Um, I think I align more with Peeps, honestly. Um, I felt kind of the same way going into it, really didn't know much. Other than the trailers, that was pretty much as much as I had dug into it as well, too. Like, usually I do like to find out more information. I like to kind of see as much as I could possibly see on stuff. I, I'm just that way. Like, I like to kind of, uh, especially when I'm anticipating something, I like to get my fill of it. And with with Eternals, even like right before it started to come out, there was a little bit more featurettes and there was a little bit more kind of, you know, behind the scenes of the characters, this and that. And I didn't watch really any of that. And I was kind of just like, oh, the only thing I looked into was kind of what their power scales was, you know, like I didn't really get like what could each one do? Like what are their powers? And I kind of wanted to have a little bit better understanding of that, which I think the movie did a pretty good job with just right out the gate of kind of yeah. showing you what everybody does. Right. Um, so, but that was pretty much all I knew. So going into it, I would agree that I was probably the least excited I've ever been going into an MCU film, right? Like going into it, it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm excited because it's Marvel, but my excitement level is kind of just in the middle. Like I was still stoked. I was still happy all day of knowing like, Hey, I'm going to watch this movie tonight, but I wasn't like, Oh my God. Like I usually am with the MCU stuff. So it was kind of just there. And then the movie starts and um, overall, I really, really liked it. Now, you know, most of the MCU I've given five stars to spoiler alert. I did not give this five stars. Um, so kind of like at the end of it, when I was walking out, I was like kind of the same thing. Like I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, there was a couple little things I would tweak or change about it. Definitely. Uh, we'll get into that stuff as we kind of go along. Um, but I did overall really enjoy it. And then when I got home, it was one of those movies, like sometimes it just happens where you get home and you really kind of marinate on it for a minute. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking about it and I kept replaying moments in my mind and it was making me kind of appreciate it more. And it made me kind of like excited to revisit it again. And that's why I saw like that next day or on Saturday when I went and saw it the second time, 
and watching it kind of through a different lens, which I always feel like with MCU because you go in with such high like expectations. And then when you watch it that second time, you're kind of just like, all right, cool. I can just watch it as a movie is this point. Um, And watching it that second time, like I just, I enjoyed it so much more. Like I just appreciated it more. I felt like everything clicked more. I understood some of those twists and turns that Peeps was talking about. Like it almost played better to me. Whereas like the first time was kind of like, oh, they're just doing a twist for a twist, right? And then the second time I was like, it's not though. Like I kind of get it and it makes sense. And like you appreciate kind of where they were going with it a little bit differently. And so I walked out really enjoying it a lot more that second time. Not enough to really change my overall score. But what it did change is my overall MCU ranking. Because that same night I watched it the first time, I threw it on my letterbox list and I just kind of dumped it and was like, set it and forget it. And then over the weekend, after I watched that second time, I went back and it it clicked up a couple points. So um, definitely appreciated that. So I really, really dug it. Now, like I said, it's super, super divisive. I went and checked out again as of right now on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 48% uh, on uh, the critic scale. This is the only MCU film that is actually technically rotten, which is just Hmm. crazy. But then once again, on the audience side, it's 81%. So, I mean, that is a big drastic difference. Uh, Over 2,500 verified reviews for the 81%. And the rotten score is only from 297 reviews. So a lot less critics. Um, I don't know why they're being so judgy on this movie. It's kind of crazy. I feel like once a couple said they didn't like it, then everybody else just kind of jumped on that bandwagon. I'm a little upset that I feel like this is one of those movies that a lot of people are going to jump on that. I didn't like it bandwagon just because it seems to be the cool thing to do right now, which is like, oh, MCU is going downhill. This movie sucks. Like, And it's like, but 81% says it's awesome. So you know, it's definitely very, very interesting to see such a drastic swing, especially with the MCU, because I think the lowest score any movie had before was close to 80%. So that's a massive difference. So uh, yeah. MCU's got some really well-reviewed movies. So, um, man, so very interesting, man, going into, uh, once again, our overall thoughts on here. So, um, again, guys, this is your last warning. We're going into spoilers now. This is where we start to kind of dig in. So... Um, of course, our first segment here is always getting the negative out the way, which is what didn't we like? Um, so I'll circle back to you, peeps. Just kind of, you know, you hinted at a couple things, and uh, let's get into it. What didn't we like about the Eternals? So exactly what you said, DX, um, but kind of in reverse. When I got home, and I thought about this a little bit more, and even after the theaters, you know that 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 time of movies that everybody loves when you're sitting outside of the theater and talking to people. Mm-hmm. I sat and I spoke with uh, Friggins and, and, and his uh, cousin a little bit. And it's funny because all of my beef that I had with it, Friggins was defending though. It sounds like now maybe, maybe my words got to him. It caused him to, <laughs> oh, it caused no. his, his, his feelings to oh, get no. down a little bit. I don't know, but um, all right. So so let's just let's just say it. I, I don't like the twist, and we're already in the spoiler territories. Um, I, I don't I didn't like that we didn't really have a villain in this. Um, we had Crow, right, the deviant that was uh, attacking the Eternals, and he was kind of a villain. He would when he popped up at the end of the movie. I honestly forgot about him. 
Like I, 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 I completely forgot about this guy, and he pops up again at the very end of the movie to attack, and I'm like, oh, this guy. All right, we're going to do some things now. And then we didn't really do any things now. Um, I would have liked there to be more to him. I would have liked for him to actually maybe absorb Athena at the end and and give give us some purpose, some reason for his existence. He, it's just he's like, Athena, oh, there's no A. Athena. 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 Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I wanted there to be more, more crow. Um, so I, I, that by itself, um, I didn't even know his name. So at least you got that. Yeah. Farther. <laughs> right. Our main villain. <laughs> right. And that was just cause he was credited and, and Friggins brought that up to me. Like, Hey, that was Bill Skarsgård crow. I'm like, Oh, great. I and I had that. to guess. I was watching the cast, and I, I knew Bill Skarsgård was in it, and I was like, "That's got to be." It. it was literally a guess. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um, felt like the second time on the credits, I was like, "Bill Skarsgård." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the the love between Cersei and Icarus, I did not believe that for a second, and it annoyed <laughs> oh, wow. me. It also annoyed me that there's sex scene. Eternity. Yeah, sure. <laughs> It annoyed me that there's a sex scene in a, in a Marvel film. Now I I want to take my little to see it, but I got to do the whole. <laughs> nah, come on. It was funny. I... My daughter looked at me and she went, "Are they naked?" I was like, "No." I was like, "They aren't." And she just let it go. <laughs> see, mine won't. Mine will not let that go. We will have a full fledged conversation about how life works at that moment, and I am not prepared. They were just hugging and kissing, man. We could move on. It was it was less than thirty seconds. Come on. No yeah, movie. I don't know. And then and he's like, I love you. No, you don't. That's what everybody says the first time. Get out of here. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. It, it, I, 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 I truly didn't believe their, their love. She said, why did you leave? He never answered. I don't know why he left. Did, watching it the second time, did he give a reason why he left centuries no. ago? No. Okay. That's for the sequel, peeps. They yeah. want to they wanna get you back. Dude, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. He ain't coming back. Flashback. He's, he's actually back. dead. And that was he's another thing. Too close to the sun. Like, that's so stupid. Why did he even do that? Like, you I have to the sun. I I have issues with Icarus as well. Like, oh. you're you're telling me that you're a, that you didn't that you wanted this thing to happen the whole time, but you're going to help everybody stop it until the very end, and then you can be like, all right, guys, this is. I've I, I've pretended way too long. I've assembled a team. You guys actually have a plan, but at, at this point, I'm going to say we need to stop. Like you could have just not <laughs> helped anybody and allowed this thing to to to, to take. But see, over. that's the thing, and I think that's what I was talking about about how I appreciated it more the second time because okay. it wasn't when I watched it the first time. It felt very just that evil twist right like oh he's the bad guy right like he pushes ajak off the mountain and he's like i will not let you interfere and it's just kind of like oh, okay that's the big twist he's the villain of the movie right but watching it the second time it's like he he states on there that like he got involved because he was protecting them from the deviants like it's still his family and he still cared about everybody like he wasn't just a villain dick like he wanted to protect them and those deviants were attacking and they were getting stronger and they were absorbing people's powers. And he, that's why he got involved. And he was also trying to 
keep them together and stretch out the time long enough to where they couldn't stop the emergence from happening. Like, like he was trying to prevent them from stopping it. So then that way they could all be together. The world blows up. They do that recycle in their family again for the next planet. Like it wasn't like he had a reason for being there. He had a reason for being involved and, and be, sure. he did care about those people like overall, like, and that yeah, was, and, why I, he, and I get you know. that. And then at the very end when he could have stopped her and then it's just like, ah, well, he couldn't because he loved her. That's the whole point. That's no, where didn't. the love came no, in. No, he didn't. I didn't. I didn't. That love oh, didn't. Why'd you leave? Dude, if you loved her, why'd you leave? Her. Why'd you leave? Why can't you even <laughs> give us a reason? To. It was probably like uh, artism or whatever fucking gave him another mission to go fucking do or sure. something. Sure. He was, he Say was that. the soldier. He was the soldier. <laughs> he was the one that had, to, you know, he was the strongest of the group. He was the one that I'll follow you, Ajax, to the end. You know, like he was the one, he was the right hand man. So I could totally see Ajax either telling him, I need you to go do this, you know, to help out whatever else. Like, or Artisan like said, I need you to go. Yeah, I, mean, I also obviously he disappeared. Obviously, he went somewhere. I also got the like, sense that he was getting out of the situation because of the guilt of having to lie to everybody else about yeah. what was going on. I think that that yeah. ate at him, and that was kind of yeah. like. The rocking chair moment when he, he was talking with that. Yes, exactly. Right? No, I read that. Totally forgot about that. Because yes, yeah. he does specify on there. I had to leave because I would have told her the truth. He exactly. was like, I would have told her because I cared too much about her, and I would have told her about the emergence, and I knew I couldn't because I knew she tried to stop it. So I had to remove myself from the equation and leave. So it was basically explained. Um, it just seemed like that. a waste of time. It's like you're sitting there fighting us for just to let us do it at the end, like. This whole thing is just pointless. Like you just let it got really you got three fingers up when it could have just been two fingers or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else did you know? Like I remember going in, you had uh, gripes with the whole okay. not interfering right, with I, I, animals. I, I, fine, I'm gonna I'm gonna shotgun this. All right. Oh, oh. I, I thought I thought uh, I needed more Kit Harrington, aka Black Knight. The fact that he was only in there I don't on think Skype, you can say aka Black Knight in this movie, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> you mean Dane Whitman? <laughs> right. Sure. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. But AKA Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> um uh fuck you, Druig. Like he, he was so hot and cold, <laughs> it didn't make any kind of sense. What I, I at one point I was going to take over everybody, but I decided not to. But I decided to do be a douche, and I'm not gonna help you guys, but I'm actually gonna help you guys. I'm gonna I don't want to take over a celestial. I think I'm gonna take over the celestial like, like make up your mind, eat a dick. Um, hey, your space <laughs> robots twist that would have been a lot better if the twist would have been like hey you're space robots psych you're actually in humans so are you're actually modified humans which you actually are in the comics so now you have more of a reason to be involved in human activities because they are one of you they are part of you they are evolved from you you are literally the embodiment of humans you have a, a purpose to protect them some reason other than I'm bored. It's been 7,000 years and we ain't done shit. Let's let's start protecting these guys. You know, we waited 25 movies, two world wars, um a, a snap before we decided, "Hey, we're going to actually start to to to, to care about these people. Eat a dick in humans." Um I needed more explanation <laughs> yes. on what the hell was going on with Athena. Sorry. Athena, 
Demon. I don't know what was <laughs> happening with her. I, I, it just doesn't make. Was she malfunctioning? Probably. Are they? Did they bleed? Yes. I don't her know. Memories were not white, so she was having flashbacks of the other worlds that they were on. But why was she going berserk? She couldn't comprehend they, they it. They called it. It had a name. It was called like yes, Mad Madness. And we got to reboot your your database. Uh, it's okay. I'll give her love, and she'll be okay. What? I don't know what was. Wrong. I mean, it worked out. Gilgamesh <laughs> was I right. Mean, yeah, I mean, uh, she, she, her, her memories were not wiped, so she was remembering all the other planets exploding and the emergence happening, and she was trying to warn them shit's about to go down. And when she would have those flashbacks, it was making her go fucking berserk, like sure. she was losing it. All right, eat a dick, Fastos. You're telling me that you couldn't have stopped. Uh, you couldn't have stopped. Um, Icarus when he first started attacking but then at the end of the movie you had all this hardware to stop him from attacking you could have just done that like five minutes ago like why didn't you do that earlier on the ship eat a dick Fostos um, but he was a cool character though other than that um, <laughs> why didn't I thought it would have been great if Crow and Icarus would have came together and they'd be like you know what high five let's let, let's let this celestial thing do its job that's what we're here for and they would have worked together holy crap things are going really rough for us and boop Captain Marvel pops up. That would have been a great moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, or even Nick Fury. Who were you saying hey. with Icarus? Hmm? Oh, Crow, the, the Deviant guy. If the Deviant guy and oh. Icarus work together to allow the, the thing to uh, to come up. Okay. Uh, the birth of, of Tiamat. You know, what if... I, that would have been nice if the, 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 the event of him being born and then them stopping him and then a huge power surge, maybe that created some kind of jump to all the humans living on Earth. To me, I just want some fucking mutants. <laughs> um, and then I didn't like the sprite twist at the end. Like, she was great three-fourths of the movie, and the very end, all of a sudden, I'm a bad guy. I thought it was a ploy. I thought she was just doing it yes. to prevent yeah, everybody from getting killed. I thought so, too. But uh, then, oh, I was actually in love with him the whole time, and I actually want to destroy the world because I don't like, I, I hate being young. What? I don't, I didn't, I don't like it. I didn't get it. It was a, it was a blind follow because of her love for him. Like, that's all it was. But like, I didn't believe it. Like, I, 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 I need something to lead into it. Did we lose you, DX? I'm here. Hold okay, good. We just lost um, this video. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I didn't believe the love. And, um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my things. Um, oh, also, how dope would it have been if, uh, hey, you know what? Actually, Thanos was a deviant. What he was a deviant. So you're saying that if we would have involved ourselves with this deviant that you lied to us about this whole time, we could have actually stopped him and and done the the programming that we were meant to do. You know what? Fuck it. We're not going to listen to any of you guys anymore. We're just going to do whatever we do because you guys are lying to us anyways. Something. I don't know. Something. Yeah. That's actually a cool take. I'm just saying. Like, Eros, is, Eros pops up, hey, I'm an Eternal. So is Thanos an Eternal? I mean, we know he's not. Maybe he's a Deviant. Maybe he's an Eternal. Is Thanos a space robot? I don't is think Eros so. I think robot? that in this MCU world, this movie... Being that they didn't like address that specifically, I think that means he is something else. That he is just this other creature from Titan. He is not tied. I agree. Give me that. 
show me that that um, Arishim is actually lying to them to manipulate them about the Tiamat. And the Tiamat isn't coming up to to create billions of lives. It's actually being created to destroy the solar system. You know what? Thanos was a little bit too powerful. So because he's too powerful, these beings shouldn't exist. So Tiamat's actually purpose is to rise and destroy the solar system. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. That's not what you said earlier in the movie. You're lying, buddy. <laughs> I hate this, and I'm going to interfere from now on. You're going to be judged, and then he warps him away. I don't know. I'm just saying I'm done. I'm using my mic. All right, thank you. Dang, he just uh, mic muted. So, uh, yeah, man. That was old school peeps right there, man. That's how I feel yeah. like after all the original Fox X-Men movies. He was just like, I didn't get what I wanted, so it sucked. Eat a dick. <laughs> I love like the little like They weren't in know, humans, eat a dick. <laughs> I love the little stories you got in there and like hearing your perspective on everything. That was awesome. <laughs> like, I it should have been like this instead. <laughs> very fun. Very oh, fun. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh, okay. Friggins, <laughs> what didn't you like about this? <laughs> well, what else is there to say? Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. First, I just want to counter. I did like the twist with Icarus. In fact, peeps will attest, I called that shit way early. I like leaned over to peeps and I was like, I know what the twist is. And um, like right when you see really? Ajax. So I was pretty proud of myself for that one. Um, but I also did buy the love uh, relationship between him and Cersei. I don't think that we have to have it like spelled out super clearly. I think that they they told us enough times that they were in love that yeah, it's like think okay, they apparently showed us a wedding three times. Yeah, they showed us them <laughs> having raunchy sex in a desert, getting bit by rattlesnakes, like they were whatever. banging doggy style. Like, wow, it was, it was they were making love. <laughs> I, I saw the extended cut DX. It got, it got <laughs> the rated R version. Right? All right, so all those things I didn't have any beef with. I think, you know, first off, I just didn't care. Um, they didn't make me really care for the characters, and that came from, you know, I think one of the things that really worked for the Avengers is that they had those individual movies of the characters. So we got to experience the characters and who they were before they were the group. So when you're starting with a large group, as Peeps mentioned earlier, that makes it very difficult because you have 10 brand new people that nobody knows about. Okay, I shouldn't say nobody. I know there's like this one guy that's listening. He's like, I know everything about the Eternals. They're my favorite. So like, you know, um, that most people don't know about. And you can't expect us to just kind of like go with the flow. Now the counter is we are now accustomed to superhero stuff, right? So we understand this guy can fly and has laser eyes. That girl can run fast. This dude's really strong. So it's a little easier to try and accept those things. But for me, I felt that there was a lack of interest in the characters. I think that I would have liked maybe a focus of three to four of them instead of the whole group. But then again, that takes away from the whole concept of, of the group of the internals aspects. So that was a little a hard pill to swallow right off the bat. I um, disliked a lot of what Peeps was talking about in reference to some of the relationship stuff. I, um, same with, with Sprite. Um, I thought it was a ploy when she was just, you know, wanting to trick um Icarus later on and actually like help out. Um so I was a little disappointed that she went to the extent 
of stabbing Cersei. I thought that was a little extreme. Um, I also disliked a lot of the whole um, everything to do with the deviants, really. Like, I don't like the design of them. I thought the CGI was poor for something Marvel. I thought they looked really, um, you know, subpar. Um, even just the basic designs of them as being like kind of this like cat creature and the griffin type creature. I don't know. I thought that that could have been handled with giving us a little bit more comic related nods. They could have made them look like something maybe similar to what we've or seen maybe in they comic were books. Once like normal walking around sentient beings and they got de evolved into that. And because Crow is getting woke, he wokes them all and they all start like, Hey, we're like regular evil people now. Okay. Yeah. I would have liked something different for sure. Um, I also, you know, I struggle because I did want a villain, but at the same time, I like that there wasn't a villain. So that is a that's th that conflict makes me not like enjoy the experience as much either because you know we're they're building up this crow character who we didn't even know his name unless you really pay attention or see the look into it later. Um, so that alone is seems kind of like a wasted time on the screen. And um, it felt like a payout that never came, you know, like a, I felt like I was led down a path that did not matter. Um, so that part was a bit of a struggle as well. And when you add those kinds of components, it takes away from the overall experience of storytelling. So as for, you know, just from a storytelling perspective, that bothered me. Um, and in the beginning, as I mentioned, I think the pacing was a struggle. Uh, and a lot of that had to do with, the fact that we don't know any of these characters and they're trying to teach us all about this, this world. So things that work is like how Whitman and Cersei have the discussion about the Thanos snap. It was a short discussion. It's like answered within two minutes. They tell us why he, they didn't interfere and whether you like it or not, at least they acknowledged it. And I think sometimes acknowledgement does work. And so that was good that they were able to condense that in a short enough period to explain to us, but then the rest of the beginning was was very hard to accomplish this big task. I think it was just, it was too big of a task for what it was. This felt like it should have been a Game of Thrones style TV show as opposed to, you know, maybe a, a you know, a Disney Plus TV show instead of a two hour move, two and a half hour movie. Um, so, you know, I, I just think it was a lot of this for me at least, a mixture of not caring for the characters and them not doing a really good job of making me care for the characters. With that being said, there are a couple, of course, that I did care for, but ultimately at the end of it, I was thinking I rather had watched a Black Knight movie instead of the Eternals movie. <laughs> because to Black me, Knight Blade movie. he was the most exciting character and he was barely in it. Um, I, I loved maybe two of the Eternals um, and Apart from that, that I wanted to see more women. So I struggled with that. Um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to really say, like, I don't like these things because I don't know about them. Because one thing that did have me excited coming in was I finally get to learn something I don't know about. And that did bring some excitement for me. And that's why I liked the trailer when I first saw the trailer. But then seeing it, it didn't. I, I never felt like that excitement ever got paid off. And I don't know if that's just to do with how the pacing was or the overload of characters 
or the you know poor CG graphics that I, I come to expect from a Marvel film to be a little bit higher level. And because this was so out there, they had a whole lot of CGI, and I don't think it worked exactly how they they um, intended. And again, Peeps mentioned a lot of other things about the the struggles with the um, the conflicts within the characters and kind of the story aspects of it. So I do agree with with many of those things. Um, one tiny bit I did want to bring. So the celestial is going to be born once the human population hits a number. Like, I mean, I, that, I didn't really get that concept. No, it was either. the, it wasn't it was that the it hit a number. It was, yeah, it was that it's absorbing energy. And once, once it absorbs enough energy, it could be born. And then when Thanos snapped out half the universe, it the pretty much stopped it. it. Yeah. Right. Like he couldn't, it didn't have enough energy, but then when they brought everybody back, the earth had a surge and then that's why but the energy is brought on by a number of people by people yeah and that's why the deviants were there because the deviants were to take out humanity right so there would never be enough for it to grow to birth it no i i get and that but i just the eternal stopping it you know i just didn't understand the what was the energy is that just like total number of people once it hits five billion people that's when he gets birthed or like yeah. that's the energy that's produced off of their There's bodies a on the, on little could <laughs> be life force it could be, yeah soul it could be love but the i don't know i think again i think it all just comes back to too many characters and it wasn't as uh you know it didn't have a lot of charisma it didn't capture my attention it didn't have enough questions for me to to say i care about this and i want to see more and that was my overall problem with it is it was just kind of like i felt like i was watching something pointless and part of that problem is the nature of the characters themselves because they are there for eternity and they are been watching and they've been there forever and they don't do anything except for the one thing they do so i think all of that is kind of problematic within the characters themselves and maybe not so much the film um but yeah why show us that their memories is on a different planet if you're not going to address that this movie i don't know yeah. that annoyed me it's it's confusing. again i know that they i think the hope is that we're going to get more movies out of this and they want to Eternals do will return yeah exactly and and um I'll save that next piece for the next part, but you go ahead, Don. I think it's uh, oh, your thanks. time. You all gonna <laughs> <laughs> well, we're only 45 minutes in. We haven't got past the first segment. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll keep this short because there's there's not a ton for me that you guys haven't touched on. And then, you know, some of the stuff, like I said, I, I kind of disagree on some of the twists and turns and things like that that I appreciated, especially watching it a second time, that I felt like it made sense why things happened the way they did. Um for me, the, some of the big things, number one is the runtime. I think the movie was way too damn long. Um, and I usually like long MCU films, you know, like I feel like, give me more, right? Uh, I, I love that Endgame is three hours long. Like I love that Infinity I want War three more hours. 40, oh, right? exactly. Like, I, can, I could take more, you know. They're already, <laughs> the, the, the rumor is that Spider-Man No Way Home is like 240. And I'm Heck like, yeah. yes, Ooh. give it to me. <laughs> But for this movie, it was too long. Like, because it is, there's a ton of downtime and it yeah. is very slow paced. It is very dialogue heavy. It is very heavy on setting up these characters and what happened and where we're at now and where we're going. And it's very exposition heavy. It's very, oh, yeah. a lot of people are using the word dense, right? It's a very dense movie. Like, so, so to me, it caused a lot of slowness, you know, to it. I mean, 
Like, my wife did not like this movie. She loves all the MCU films. She was like, God, that movie was boring. Like, when we walked out, she was just wow. not a not a fan, like, whatsoever. Like, she, she was, like, worst MCU movie ever. Like, just did not like it. Um, Geeky Pat hated it. You know, like, fucking... When we I mean, we knew out, that. He, yeah. You know, that and, and I knew he was predisposed to, but even afterwards, like, he was just, like, hated it. Like, you know, and then even his wife was like, ah, I'm not sure I feel kind of in the middle. Like... It's very divisive, you know. Like I, I saw my brother-in-law today. He went and saw it. I was like, "What'd you think?" He was like, "It was I," you know. Like it's just it. It. I don't know, man. But I think a lot of it is that runtime, man. It just doesn't have that, you know. Usually MCU films, they just have such a good pace and they're just flowing, and it's just you get some dialogue, you get some action, you get some dialogue, you get some action. And they just they're paced really, really well. Whereas like yeah. here, it was like. Here's a piece of action, and then we're going to talk for thirty minutes, and then here's a piece we're of action. Go to the past. Feel like an episode yeah. of Arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going back to the island, right? Right. Um, so, you know, so yeah. So to me, the biggest thing was the runtime. This movie is about two forty, and it could have easily just been a two-hour movie, and I would have been satisfied. They probably would have flowed a hell of a lot better and tighter if they would have just knocked some of this stuff out. Um, another big piece for me, um, you know, what I love about the MCU is it's connection to everything. And I felt like the big lack of MCU connection in this movie drove me crazy. Um, you know, yes, we had, like you, like Fred said, like we had the one big kind of moment of like, you know, uh, Dane Whitman being like, you know, why didn't you guys help fight Thanos, you know, or any of the other wars? Like, and it's like, oh, we couldn't, Deviants. But like, that was pretty much it, you know. Who's going to lead the Avengers now? Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, little things like that, you know, is the table vibranium, like, you know, and then, uh, obviously, um, Ajax talking about the snap and bringing people back. Like, other than that, I mean, this is a very standalone movie that does not feel like it takes place in the MCU. Like, I would have liked some sort of bigger connection, you know? Yeah. And not necessarily that I even needed, like, an Avenger to pop up or anything, but, I mean, fuck, like, a, I don't know, just Nick Fury popping up or just yeah. something. <laughs> just give me something, like... You know, like he's man, on a space just, station monitoring. I mean, space. dude, this this volcano is like blowing up, and this thing is rising out of the ocean, and nobody fucking comes. You know, like nobody is alerted to this <laughs> to like show up. Like you know, oh, and there was the other one mentioned when he asked her if she was and Cersei if she was a wizard, like Doctor Strange. So there's uh, really yeah. <laughs> well, look, I have to disagree with you on that point because I actually one of the things I do like is I appreciated the fact that it. Did not have a connection. And I think if anyone's to not have a connection, it's this group of people who have been hiding oh. in the shadows that no one knows about. Like, that makes sense that they don't have a connection. Yes, so it makes I, sense, but it doesn't make sense when a volcano is erupting and a fucking giant fucking robot is coming out of the fucking... Or there's even <laughs> mysterious earthquakes. Yeah. Like, somebody would look into, yeah. why are these earthquakes happening? Holy crap, there's a baby inside of the core of the earth. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> showed up to Thor, to London, when Thor was fighting, when the pocket dimension That's holes were opening MCU, up. That's early man. We didn't have any heroes at <laughs> that point. Right. Right. We're just picking right. and choosing and actually, now. actually, Agents of shield they did eventually yeah, get there just the helicarriers are slower <laughs> well they probably showed up to the the d- celestial thing after they let they bounced nah, technology is different now you know you got <laughs> wanda could have opened up a, a portal <laughs> wanda was in her own world <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, but, no, know, that didn't happen. I think I think we would have seen the giant Atish 
face <laughs> in WandaVision <laughs> yes. if it happened there. So exactly. God, that moment. When he showed up outside the universe, the, the world, oh my I think everybody saw that shit. Everybody like, did. That was cool. They so, better uh, talk about that in future movies. I swear <laughs> if they don't, I'm gonna get angry. Right? You remember when that big fucking face just showed up in the clouds one day? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the clouds parted and there was a big yeah. fucking head in the he sky. Just stared at us for a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was crazy. But, um, you know, and like I said, not not that I needed it chalk-filled with MCU, but, like, that's the fun of the MCU is the connection in the bigger universe. And I just felt like, especially for a group of kind of unknowns, I feel like it needed a little bit of love from the bigger MCU to kind of give us something to kind of tie it together Put a little it bit. Together, yeah. It's it's a nitpick, but it just it, it's just my thoughts on it. Um, I would have wanted more action. I felt like you know the action was few and far between. It was very just short little segments. I hate that the whole team never really fought together at once either. It was always like here's these three fighting, like four of and them. then here's yeah, these three, three fighting, yep. and then it's like they took turns, like you know, like even that opening scene when they come down, it's like here's the four fighting, and then the other three come floating down from the ship, and then it's like, oh look, I'll show you my powers here now, and then it, mm-hmm. it just it, everybody was just always doing their own thing. It's like I wanted you got ten people, man, show me all ten kicking some ass together. Yes, like, exactly. I would have liked a little bit more of that. Yeah, I would have liked a little bit more of that. You know, uh, the villain, you know, we talked about that. Like, I'm I'm kind of in the middle of both of you. Like, I, I feel like, Fred, like, I don't really feel like I needed a, a true villain. Like, I kind of dug the way it happened. But then at the same time, since we did have the deviants and we did have kind of the king deviant that was, you know, mutating along the Hulk. way, I, I would have liked to have seen more from him. Like, I just, you know, I would have liked to have seen more of, like, his passion and his purpose and, like, why he was doing what he was doing. And it just... I don't know, like when he showed up at that end battle, it just felt kind of out of sequence to me. Like it didn't quite make sense. Like at first it looked like he was attacking Icarus, but then it was like, then he was with Icarus. Like it was very weird, like the way they kind of portrayed it. So I would have liked that have been flushed out a little bit more. Um, I would have liked to have seen more from the team in general. I didn't feel like we got enough. And I understand there's 10 people. I mean, and we're already complaining that the movie's too long. But (laughs) But then again, it's like, this movie could have been better served, you know, as being split and doing two different films. You know, it could have been uh, the the first half could have been in the past, and then the second half, you know, the other movie could have been, you know, going against the emergence, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Maybe we would have had a better connection with these people um, if we had had a previous movie kind of setting setting it up, you know, because um, there's there's a lot of characters I thought were super cool, and we just didn't get enough of it. Um, and then another big gripe I had was. Kingo, um, him leaving before the final battle, that drove me yes. fucking nuts. He yes. should have popped up at the very end, like, "Sorry guys, just, I'm late." Just like in Fighter Four, here I am saving yeah. the day. Yeah, wow. I mean, he's just with them the whole time, and then we're finally getting into the culmination of the movie and the big battle, and he's just like, "Okay, guys, see you later." And I'm just like, "What?" You know, and it's like, and and I tried to understand it more the second time of just like that was his belief was like. I kind of agree with Icarus, but I you guys are my friends too, so to not pick a side, I'm just going to kind of step out of it, right? And I kind of get what he was doing, but I just hated that he I wasn't a part that. of that big final battle. He could have been used. They needed his help. It, they already talked about how hard it was going to be to fight Icarus, and yeah. they could have used him. And then it sucks for him too at the end because then when Arsham comes, he still gets fucking grabbed into space, and he's like, right. "Fuck all y'all!" And he's like, "I left. I didn't even have anything." He's to like, do. "I wasn't even there. Nope. I wasn't even in this fight." 
Um, but you know, he still got Jack, so it didn't matter anyway. But yeah, I, I loved his character. He was a highlight for me. I thought he oh, yeah. was badass. Like some of the obviously the funniest parts of the movies, and and just uh, I just loved his character, and I would have liked to see more. I, I loved when he was like, um, you know, Thor used to follow me around all the time, and then now he's a big Avenger. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, and all this shit. Like, I was like, that's awesome. Um, I just would have liked to see more of the characters because I love Thena. I, I thought Angelina Jolie did an amazing job as that character. I agree. And, I would have loved to have seen more with her. I felt like they definitely underplayed her, yeah. um, you know, because she was so badass. She was the big warrior of the groups, basically the Wonder Woman, right? And um, and they just kind of like they just took her out a lot. Like it just she wasn't like a part of the big thing, and she just had little moments throughout. And then they had to kind of take her out and downplay her again because of the whole, you know, her madness and everything. And then you know, so. Uh, that that bummed me out a little bit. So those are my big kind of points of uh, some nitpicking kind of points of of things I didn't like or things I would have changed from it um, on that perspective. So yeah. uh, we'll move over now to the things that we loved. So the things that stood out, the things we liked, the things we loved, uh, things we wanted to see maybe more of. So uh, so peeps, what you got? Oh well, thank you. I'll try not to take too much of this one. <laughs> But because um, there's nothing he can really talk. This is not a negative here. section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I I I liked each character, except for Drug, uh, Druig, whatever his name is. I liked every single one of them. Um, Gilgamesh was amazing. I thought he was. I, I as I'm watching him, I'm like, why have I never seen this guy before? Like, I want to see more movies with this guy in it. Um, he just seemed like a big old happy teddy bear, you know. Yes. I, and <laughs> the the interaction between him and Thena, um, I, yeah. I I just felt like like there was actual love, and it could have been a platonic thing or it could have been a romantic thing. It was very vague, and I like that they didn't actually um, answer that question. They just kind of left it up in the air and. It doesn't matter. He had love for her, and that's why I did this, and that's why I kept it going. I, that part was incredible to me. Um, you know, his death held had weight to it. Um, I would have liked to see more of um, um, Selma Hayek's character, Ajax. Um, but I, Ajax. I, I, I uh, Ajax. Uh, I really like like what I got from her. Um, yeah, she's good. Uh, I, I liked three fourths of Sprite. She was in the beginning. I'm like, she is my favorite character. I she's 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 a little witty a hole, and her powers are really cool. Um, I loved uh, what's her name's powers, the uh, Cersei. I'm like, man, like on like if you like put everyone's powers next to each other, she's probably the most powerful. Like she has molecular like uh, trans transformation like she's like an alchemist it's crazy and she actually created birds at a certain point i'm leaning over to friggin's talking to him as he's pissed off at me for talking i'm like he just cre- she just created birds she's creating <laughs> life out of like rocks and he didn't answer me but i'm like it's because I, I I was was at that point i was in the zone yeah <laughs> so it was dope um loved all of the characters is my point and 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 of all the characters uh, Makari, the um, the the deaf um, eternal, which is deaf in real life. I didn't know that. Yeah, she actually won Miss Deaf America or something like that. Mm. And I I just thought like her powers was like as a speedster, it just looked so amazing. Yes. Um, 
the the relationship between her and Droog, that was another moment that I'm saying, show, don't tell. And from the moment of them in the past, like the little the, the looks that they gave each other to how they interacted in the future, they didn't have to make out and grab on each other and do each other in the desert to show us that they loved each other. You just saw it and you just felt it. And I, I loved that. Um, like she, she's probably like, forget Sprite. She's, she's definitely my favorite Eternal. Like when they say the Eternals will return, I want to see Makari. I want to see a Makari movie. I loved her character. Dude, in um, the theater, the whole time she would come, every single scene she'd come in, I'd hear peeps, she's so badass. She's the fucking coolest. And I was like, you know, but that was a good one though, because it was hyping me up. I was like, yeah, she is so cool. So cool. Like, why am I loving this she was so awesome. much? Yeah, she's um, probably my favorite one too. There's a character that I'll let Friggins talk about that was very enjoyable, but he was very hilarious, and I, I really liked seeing that character, and what, kind of what, what you were saying, DX, when Kingo left at the end, kind of also takes this character away from me, and, I don't know, a little disappointing. Um, and I told Friggins this, I would have loved to see, uh, during the end credits, the movie that they made, the little, <laughs> the, you know, the like a, like a low-budget cut of of their version of the movie and his story i don't know i thought that would have been fun um amazing special effects i disagree with friggins um i thought the creatures looked great i thought the the, the explosions the eye lasers the flying eye were on point um the the its at the very end as stated like that when he was looking over them i'm like friggin like that is dope <laughs> that is dope and then when it when it when they all got sucked into that black hole, like I had chills, like it was amazing. Um, and the last thing I'm gonna say is, I think it's amazing and hilarious that Star Wars and DC Comics exists in the MCU as entertainment media that they that they read. So we're, we yes. could actually see Spider-Man reading a Batman comic one day. <laughs> That's ridiculous, I don't know, but yeah. Um, yeah, lots of other stuff I, I enjoy. Like I said, I don't want to take the mic this time, even though I kind of, you know, almost an hour. So, <laughs> friggins, I'll let you go, buddy. All right. Well, that was very fun listening to you talk about your your hype. So um, it was a little, it was different than the negativity we were getting a little earlier. So much appreciated. Um, so my two favorite characters of the whole film were barely in the film at all and it makes me sad i wanted to see more of them um dane whitman i loved kit harrington as dane i i cannot wait and i just really hope that we actually get to see him as black knight um down the road so that would be the only reason i would want an eternal sequel was would really just be i just want the black knight character is that an eternal sequel though I mean, he's tied into them, so hopefully they do their own thing with him. We'll okay. see. Wow. Um, but uh, he was so cool. And, and, you know, it's just Kit Harrington. He's just awesome. Um, but the standout character for me by far was um, Karun. Karun was so funny that he was the Alfred for uh, Kingo. And I loved how much joy he had. Like, he was just... Like when you first yeah. encounter him at the the theater or the the the, the lot, the I thought he was going to be like the classic like jerk manager kind of person, and he just had so much heart and so much like just 
Oh, you guys must be. Uh, he's, a fan boy. he's a fanboy. Yeah. He's he a fanboy. He's a big fanboy, but he also just had the biggest heart, like a big old teddy bear. And like Mighty Eternals. He was amazing. And when he's filming the whole time, and I love when like Kingo blasts the thing and the blood splatters on him, and he's like, Did you get that? And he's in the background, yes, yes, yeah. I did, sir, or whatever. Like it was so funny. He was yeah. by far. Why are you this? And that, this? <laughs> and that last action scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that last line he says as he's leaving the Eternals, like you know, it's been an honor, you know, meeting you. Like oh. it's just he is so likable. I agree. It, I, it, my eyes got a little watery when he was saying the yeah, goodbyes, man. and that was the only he's time in the movie stand out for a lot of people. So that that probably definitely for me. You know, Marvel has a really a good. Talk about that. Marvel has a really good. Um, track record of having these like really good sides uh, characters right um agent Wu, that's his name right from um uh uh wanda and ant-man too um also uh in ant-man uh, god i can't think of his name michael pena pena what i can't think of the character's name but his buddy that dude i mean darcy from the thors like they all like have these standout side characters and they didn't disappoint here um with eternals with bringing yet another one so those are two standout characters for me i think that you know especially karoon um as far as the eternals go i did like them i you know i i was talking about like the struggle to kind of really buy into the characters and even with that being said i think they did a good job of uh, being able to display how they each character is. I think we got a good personality, a view of their personalities of each character, even though there were so many. Um, so, you know, I, I really don't have too many complaints about the individual characters. I think they did really good. Job. I also really liked Cersei. I'm so glad they got, they found a way to get Gemma Chan back into a movie. Um, good, I agree. She was awesome. She was one of my favorite characters in Captain Marvel. And I was so upset that they uh, killed her off in that one. Um, and was very, very excited that they brought her here um, as Cersei. So uh, that was a good call on the MCU. Um, I have to give a lot of shout outs to director uh, Chloe Zhao. She is just a phenomenal director. Like, even though I didn't love this movie, when I look at, you know, the structure of film and the concepts of the, you know, the, the cinematography, the layouts, the, the shots, the angles, the music, you know, to add the score on to, to the whole thing. Um, I did really enjoy what she was able to do uh, all, all together. I think it was a, a good film. And whether or not, you know, I enjoyed it as much as another film, that might not be the case, but I don't think, as I said before, I didn't think it was bad. I, uh, and I really want to give her um, some credit because I thought there were some outstanding uh, shots. And, and again, the score was great. I liked uh, the, the different music and stuff like that. Um, I just want to kudos and shout outs, shout out to giving us our first like actual gay hero. Like, I feel like they should have done that in Captain Marvel, but yeah. they're scared, but, Disney, Marvel, you know, they decided to do it in this one. So finally, we're going somewhere. So, Seriously, yeah. and um, uh, I know and there's other countries that wanted them to re-edit the movie and yeah. take that stuff out, and they refused. Oh, to. really? So I hear they're even there like, like banning are, it like, in some countries. It. Yeah, yeah, because they refused to edit it. And I saw a really cool article too with uh, Brian Tyree Henry, um, who of course plays Fastos, um, where when he got the call to be in the movie, he was like. 
all right, so how much weight am I going to have to lose? You know, and, <laughs> and, and they said, no, we just want you to be you and we want you to be exactly the way you are. And he was just like, yo, like to be like, you know, a black man, to be told like just to be me and not have to change who I am and not have to like be told to, you know, lose all this weight and be in this phenomenal shape for this movie and just all yeah. this stuff. Like he just said he was just so impressed and so excited to sign on. Uh, after they told him that he could just show up and be himself, you know, and I thought that was yeah. such a cool quote to see, you know, it's really refreshing because we see a lot of these actors sign up and then, I mean, even Kumal, you know, like that dude bulked yeah. up. So he bulked up like crazy. And he doesn't even have a shirtless scene in the movie and he's still bulked up, you know. So, he didn't like, have sleeveless shirts though. Uh, yeah, sleeveless. Yeah, but I mean, you know, usually those guys get some kind of shirtless scene at some yeah, point. True. Right. But, uh, they didn't they didn't give the gratuity in this one, but uh yeah. but no, I thought that was really interesting. So, you know, I, I do want to put a point of clarification when I was talking about the graphics. I, um, you know, I do think that anything celestial was done very, very well. I liked a lot of the the laser graphics where I had troubles with some of the, the green screen and the structures when they were in some of those temples. Um, you could definitely tell that a lot of that wasn't um, you know, like actual structures, that it was just green screen stuff. But um, I will say that, like, anytime the Celestial was on the screen, it's kind of one of those jaw-dropping moments that, like, you go to the theater for. And so that was really cool to see. Um, the One of my other favorite moments is the fact that when the Celestial came out and they stopped it, that it stayed there. I absolutely love this concept of like there's just this structure of a celestial being on the planet now deal with it <laughs> like i think that is so cool and i think i well i hope that the mcu then uses that in to to expand on and to like what peeps had mentioned like maybe that burst is what causes evolution in humans to become mutants or maybe that is where um, the Fantastic Four go to investigate. Maybe that's how we see them is they're investigating the celestial structure now There's and they accidentally... Space, so exactly, because it's like space-related and yeah. they maybe get burst with their, their energy as they're investigating this, uh, you know, digging through tunnels or something. I don't know. Um, so I just, I love this concept that there's just this new almost yeah. continent in the middle of uh of, yeah, of the planet giant half head and, hands yeah. the water. and you gotta think that goes down like this there's probably like a torso yeah, the Earth coming out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um absolutely love it um and you know ultimately it still was fun i did have one of my other favorite moments has to do with uh after credit scenes so i'll kind of save that uh for later but um uh, can can I just say though that the whole time I was watching Icarus, I was like, he should have been Cyclops. Like he would have been the perfect Cyclops. He looks so cool with the laser eyes. They did such a cool job of that. But oh well, he was he was so cool. All right, cool, cool. Um, no, I agree with a lot of the same stuff you guys did. I mean, I I really dug the whole team as a whole. I mean, yeah. I think that's a highlight for me. I I didn't know how I'd feel about ten different people. Um, I felt like there was only going to be a couple that would really stand out maybe by the end of the movie, but I felt like everybody really had some good moments and I really dug everything that everyone could do. I thought their powers were different enough that that's what was cool. Even though they all had kind of that same yellow cosmic energy that they all portrayed it in a different way, you know, with Icarus being, you know, the Superman, with the lasers and the strength. And then, you know, um, 
Kingo just with the laser, you know, hands and like Dragon you know, Ball Z. The, oh, yeah, Rugen. <laughs> yeah, he did the Ryu right there. So, you know, Cersei time. was amazing. I agree uh, with Friggins. Like, I mean, I loved her in Captain Marvel. She's just awesome. She's gorgeous, and she just has such a good presence yeah. on screen. And I yeah. thought she was amazing as Cersei. I can't wait to see her again. Um, you know, Fastos. You know, again, just the fact that he could you know, create stuff and that he was the guy kind of helping everybody along with technology throughout life, you know, like that he was just the one helping everybody evolve, <laughs> which was just super cool, you know, even yeah. um, showing the whole thing with Hiroshima and being like, you know, I helped them create this like A-bomb and like now all these people are dead, like, and he, that would made him turn his back kind of <laughs> on humanity. And It's a plow. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a plow. I'll stand. Digs in dirt. <laughs> Plows. Uh, you know, Gilgamesh, like I said, man, just really cool dude. I haven't really seen anything with him either. He does a lot of Asian movies. I think he was in Train to Busan and like stuff yes. like that. So, um, so it's cool to see him in like an American film. But yeah, his like powered up gauntlet arms and just yeah. dude, he bitch slapped one of those Celestials. He was like, wow, bam! He did. And just yeah. like I was like, that was awesome, dude. He killed it right with the slap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was like the final. Just she just bitch slapped it. That was so um, dope. You know, but just I yeah, I loved his heart. I loved you know he had his little Hulk moment with uh, Athena. You know, he was like, "Sun's getting real low." You know, every time ha, was, I said that to Frank. He said that, yeah. <laughs> every time, uh, but he was awesome. Sad to see him die, man. You know, like and and that's what I was wondering going into this was like, okay, we got ten characters. How many are they going to kill off or take off the team? by the end because it's just too much to focus on right like i knew this team was going to shrink like a mother by the end of the film and it sure as hell did um you know, i was hoping they would come back you know and that that would be the moment like how are they returned we are eternals or something <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and have they yeah. said it i don't know sprite sprite was hit and miss with me she definitely had her moments um you know and i think like i said i kind of saw where she was coming from a little bit more on that second go round, you know, sure. with the fact that she was kind of just wanting to fit in and she just you had this beef of just why did they create me like this? Why am I stuck in like this little girl body like for my whole life? And yeah. I can never grow and up. And that would suck. I can yeah. never Yeah, and I can never love and I can never have a life and I can't have a family. And you know, she was so jealous of Cersei that she could fit in and have a boyfriend and just kind of live with the rest of the humans. You know, nobody could tell anything. Um, so, um, but yeah, I didn't, I, I agree. Like I understood her going with Icarus at the end, but I didn't get her, you know, stabbing Cersei and stuff like that. Like that just felt way too out of left field, you know, for me. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Although my daughter's you. favorite part was, uh, when, uh, Druig smacked her over the head with the brick and knocked her out. <laughs> uh, my daughter laughed so damn hard at that part. It was <laughs> hilarious. She was like, ha, ha, ha. And then when we left the theater, she's like, my favorite part was when she clu he clubbed her in the head with that brick. I was like, oh, give her any rocks, DX, when, when she went yeah, right. out with you. I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, that's the part that stuck out? Uh, this whole two and a half hour movie? Like, okay. Uh, Ajax, I wish we would have had more. Um, yeah. That's, I was, so you were talking about the twists and turns. I was, I was genuinely shocked that she was dead so early in the movie. Like, I could not believe that. Like, I, I looked at Pat, and I was like, there's no fucking way she's dead. Like, this is, yeah. she's going to come back. Especially, too, because her powers were healing. So I was like, she's going to regenerate. She'll come back. Like, this is just temporary, right? And then about mm -hmm. halfway through the movie, I'm like, I don't think she's coming back. Like, you know, like, it's unfortunate. <laughs> 
But um, but because she was cool as hell, and I just and it was funny because because of the trailer where it shows her talking to Icarus on the porch, like that hadn't happened yet, and she yeah. had died, and I was like. Did they just put that part in the trailer to throw everybody off? Like, <laughs> you know, because sometimes they do shit like that. Like, yeah, the, the Hulk running out a little scene. bit differently than the tra- yep. than the trailer did. Um, so when they flashed back to that at the end, I was like, oh, okay. Uh... Um, but yeah, I was a little bummed about that because I, I just, you know, she was the leader, and I just expected so much from her character, and she was gone within the first half hour of the movie. So very interesting, just like the twist with. Uh, with Icarus, man, I I did not see that coming. I was just like, man, when they kind of flashed back and he was like, I want to show you something, and he shows her the Celeste, the um, deviance on the ice, and then he pushes her off the ledge. I was like, holy shit! Like Damn. I just was not expecting that. So I thought the twists were were kind of cool and kind of gave something fresh when the movie maybe started to lull a little bit. It was like, ooh, like that's crazy, like that that happened, and then kind of seeing you know him bring her body back to the house. And almost in Man of Steel fashion, right? Like he puts her body down and he's like, ah, with the lasers. You know, and he's all angry and he's crying because he did love Ajax, you know? And that was the whole thing. Like I said, that watching it that second time and kind of understanding that he didn't want to hurt these people. He was doing what he felt was what he was programmed for and what was the greater good of what Ardisham wanted, you know? So, um, you know, I just, I, I just totally understood where he was coming from a lot more in the second go round. Um, it, Druig, yeah, I, 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 the first time I watched the movie, I was just like you peeps. I felt very, he was very hot and cold for me. I didn't like him very much. I did like him more on the second go round. I just didn't feel they did enough with him. I felt like he was manipulating people a lot throughout the movie. And like for, for being the whole, like, we don't get involved. He was seeming to get involved a lot, right? Like he stopped that oh, yeah. war <laughs> at that one point, and, yeah. and I'm like, so if, so if he sat by and watched some of that stuff, then why didn't he get fucking involved when Thanos was around? Like, you know, like he could have just mind controlled Thanos. The fucking they didn't have electricity in the uh, in the the, the yeah, in the Amazon forest, the, the village. Yeah, um, yeah, he didn't know what was going on. And then, like we said, we had Makari, who I agree with you guys. I just thought she was a standout. I wanted more of her. It was kind of weird when they were, like, putting the team back together and they were finding everybody that she was just sitting on the ship, like, buried underground. Like, I was like, yeah, that's yeah. just where she's been the whole time? It was very odd. Like, she's just Looking sitting at the ship, stuff. like, oh, it's time to go home, guys? And they're like, no, we need your help. I, I didn't get the whole bit read. with the Twinkies. Why, why did they exchange, and what was the look? I, yeah, I, didn't I didn't get that either. They both wanted the Twinkies, man. Come on. <laughs> Twinkies are good. Yeah, That's all it was. Don't overthink I know he, it. <laughs> I know he didn't like them, but he was like, I'll take the Twinkies. I'll take the tablet. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was awesome, especially the fight with her and Icarus when she was just slamming him into the rocks and just oh, kept bah, kind of just. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, I think I agree. I think some of the best speedster effects we've ever seen. So yeah. Flash yeah. has its work cut out for it when it comes out next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You better get some purple lightning uh, bolts or something. Because <laughs> that shit was badass. And then Thena, man, that's the last character that we talked about her earlier. She was super awesome. I wish we had more. Um, yeah. Very, very. Just loved what Angelina Jolie did with it. I would love to see more with her character. I'm glad she's one of the ones left over at the end of the movie that we could see more with. Because, um, you know, we had that separation at the end of the film. We had um, Cersei, Kingo, and Fastos left on Earth. They're the three that get taken by Arsham, right? And then he's like, you fucked up. <laughs> like, you saved this world. Now I'm going to take you and you know, my decision will be, you know, we'll see what happens. And then you have the other three, Druig, 
Athena and Makari on the spaceship, and then they're going out to basically find the other Eternals, quote unquote, to let them know what the grand scheme and plan is out there, right? Um, but that was another. I actually meant to say this under the uh, what I didn't like, or maybe not even what I didn't like, but maybe a big question mark for me. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck did Arsham not grab the other three on the spaceship? Like just because they're yeah. on a spaceship, he couldn't stop them. Like because he like they all helped. So he grabs the three off Earth and is like, fuck y'all, we're going, and like takes off. But then the other three are just floating on a spaceship like, hey, man, we never heard from nobody in a while. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they could just keep on floating through space. Yeah, like, he's that all was powerful. There's like, no reason he's why. He's all powerful celestial. Why couldn't he just pop up and grab the ship in his hands and be like, y'all? You know, it's not that far. <laughs> he just has to reach like over here. <laughs> then he over here. Yeah, I don't know. That, I don't know if it made sense though. you guys are, you even thought about it, but like that was kind of bugging me. Like, why didn't he grab the other three on the spaceship? Like, I mean, b- because we wouldn't have had that end credit scene. Yeah, maybe he's just—they were just out of range, you know. And they like, need to, see, you know, they're, they're going to need to go rescue the other three when the next movie comes out. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, and then we, we still we got, got Sprite on Earth. DX, do you think Sprite still has her powers? No, I don't. no, she's done. Okay. She's out. I felt like they needed to do that because she was a little girl, and obviously for age reasons, she's going to age up, and they can't do anything with her. I thought they, <laughs> so, they were going to keep her powers that not as powerful, but she still ages no. like it. Because that's all they said. They said, No, she said, I'm going to make you a human. She straight up said, I'm going to make you a human. I have some celestial powers still left in me. I will make you a human. You will grow old. You will die, but you'll be able to live a full life, have the family you wanted, have kids, you know, Mm -hmm. do everything. And she was like, Yes, I want that. So Mm -hmm. she changed her. So she's she's out the mix now. So, I mean, maybe her character would be around for a sequel, but she ain't doing shit. So. Other than probably getting in the way, that's about as much as she's going to Wakanda do. and get a cool outfit that does her same powers or something. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that's a lot of the stuff that I loved. I mean, obviously the humor. I, like I said, Kingo, I just thought was hilarious. I loved him trying to make a documentary. I love that he was doing the Bollywood thing and he was this big movie star. I, lo- I love the scene on the airplane when they're like, you know, how, how do you get away with doing this acting for so long? And he's like, that's my great great grandfather. That's my grandfather. Yeah. That's, that's my father. Awesome. <laughs> then this week, right? So it's just been in the family this whole like, time. Sure, so I sure. love that, dude. Yeah. I love it. So, uh, no, I mean, all, all of it was great. Some good moments, um, good action. Um, and, yeah, those, those are the big highlights uh, there that I, I really dug was the dynamic between the team and just kind yeah. of, uh, you know, I, I like kind of big, long, spanning kind of things, like how they just had their moments. I, I appreciated, like, at first, when every time it would jump back in time, I was like, oh, God. But then it was always good action scenes when they would jump back in time. So I was like, you got to see them be a team, which was a really, really cool on that aspect, you know. But then it was it was nice to kind of jump back and forth a couple of times and see kind of how, what they did over the years. So yeah. uh, that was really, really cool. So we'll jump right into one of our favorite moments, of course, which is, you know, with every Marvel movie, the post credit scene. So this is kind of, you know, as the Marvel movies always wrap, we usually have two. We have a mid credits and we have a post credits at the end. So uh, we will talk about both of them. So starting off with our mid credit scene, uh, we go to the spaceship. We ha- we see Makari and Thena and Druig on the ship. They're talking about how they haven't heard from anybody in a while. Should we turn around? Should we go back and see what's going on? And then. Da, 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 da. Like we meet, uh, is it Pip? Right, he's the yep. little troll voiced by yep. Patton Oswalt, who just is such a big Marvel fan. Just heard it immediately. So immediately. For him. 
Yeah, I'm so happy for him that Marvel goes to him for shit because he did Agents of Shield. He, of course, is the voice of Modok on Hulu. So I love that like he gets to play in the sandbox so much. Yes. So they bring him out. He's Pip, and he introduces uh, the Prince of Titan, uh, Thanos's brother, uh, Star Fox, and and I was like, holy shit! Like I could not believe that they went there with this. Uh, that they're bringing in this character, um, you know, and of course played by. Uh, Harry Styles, for all of you out there, the pop star, megastar, uh, who is uh, also becoming quite the actor in the last couple of years as well, too. So, um, so yes, yeah, so basically Thanos' brother is here, and he knows he's got a little kind of uh, communication globe like Cersei had, and he was like, I know where they took your friends, and we can go find them. And that's kind of the, the summary of the first kind of half, so... I'm guessing once again we're setting up the sequel to Eternals and we're going to have him be kind of a part of the team and help, but does he have alternate motives? <laughs> I mean, what else, you know? I feel like it's not as straight and simple as that. Why would he just want to help them out of the kindness of his heart? I feel like there's more to it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they play that because um, I think we kind of touched on this earlier because he is an Eternal himself in the comics, um, but if he's the brother of Thanos, who is also not a robot, because now that they've made the Eternals robots, um, how are we going to change this up? So that's the interesting yeah. part is that, you know, obviously Thanos isn't a robot, so then his brother probably isn't a robot, but he's an Eternal too. So I need to see how they play it out. Unless, like, again, like the uh, Arsham was lying to them, manipulating them, and they right. weren't robots, and there is a big right. twist kind of coming down the road that he was just telling them that to have them kind of go along with the plan. And that's like obviously you're pre programmed to do this one thing. So, yeah. Exactly. And it's the other true. thing is that the Marvel has already changed a few things uh, to be drastically different from the comic books. And the first thing that comes to mind is star Lord's dad is not yeah. actually ego in exactly. the comic books. So that's yeah. another thing that, you know, they could maybe just, you know, be say maybe his brother is gonna be some. You know, if they call him the one of the sons of, of Titan, maybe it won't be Thanos. I mean, I I don't know. So we'll have to see how it shakes out. But I mean, they straight up said brother of Titan or brother of Thanos. So did it? Yeah. Oh, I thought he yeah. just oh, said yeah. Titan. Oh, I, oh I, no, I don't they, remember they said that. Prince of it... Titan, brother of Thanos. That is oh. how he was introduced. I so, heard uh, Prince of Titan. I didn't catch the brother yeah, part. Prince of Titan, brother of Thanos. So because uh, the, even after they said that, um, I think Makari signs brother of Thanos? Question mark. Like you know, and then and then. They're like what? Like so they even like reiterate that part <laughs> on there. Uh, I um, totally missed it. I think Peeps yeah, was talking to me. You, I, yeah. probably, <laughs> I think I did. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, that's Star Fox. <laughs> no, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's um, what's kind of crazy to me too with going and connecting all these dots is that Thanos is like half deviant, isn't he? So like it's deviant. Yeah. So if the Eternals were told not to interfere unless deviants were involved, why could they have once again have not helped? Against Thanos. <laughs> exactly. Just saying. Just saying. Because that's why he's fucking purple. Because he's a fucking deviant. The rest <laughs> of his family is not purple. Like, I had to explain that to my wife. Because she's like, how the fuck is Harry Styles the brother of fucking Thanos? <laughs> right. yes. And it's like, well, because Thanos is kind of an off-breed, right? He's, he's, he's a fucked up <laughs> baby. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> he's a little jack. The rest of the family is cool. But, uh, Since deviants yeah, and, so, and Eternals are st stem from the same creation. Some beings could be eternal, right. some can be deviant. Um, yeah, so no. so very interesting. So 
So, you know, definitely a very cool kind of mid credit scene kind of to take us once again to the future of Eternals, so. <laughs> bring in another character, um, you know, and a big casting there, whether you know uh, Harry Styles or not, that is a very big, especially for uh, a lot of the young girls out there <laughs> who are losing yeah. their mind that Harry Styles is in the MCU. Um, so, you know, a good guy to get that his power is euphoria and love. So, right. Um, so I, I think the casting is spot on. So good job on them. So, Peeps, what did you think of our post first post credit scene? Um, I thought it was cool just immediately seeing uh, Pip the Troll. Um, it, it's kind of cool seeing a character that I'm not familiar with, but I know-ish enough about um, to say, like, oh, it's that guy. And then when he's walking down, I'm like, is that, um, oh, God, Adam... Warlock was it? Adam Warlock. I was like, is that Adam Warlock? I was like, it doesn't look like the actor. Um, because I think in the comics, Pip kind of hangs out with Adam Warlock, you know, but I think he also hangs out with Eros. But no, I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was fine. Um, like you said, DX, it creates a whole bunch of questions that frustrate and annoy me. Like, what about as guardians? Like, they're basically Eternals too, right? Like, are they also space robots? Are they like an offshoot of the space robots? I have more questions now. Thank you, movie, for ending. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I thought it was cool. Um, it's fine. Um, it's neat to see some new characters to kind of be excited about. Um, it's a little bit annoying to me. I know you're a bit different, DX, but it's annoying to me that before a movie is released, we get an announcement of a character that we've never seen that is going to be in this movie. Like, oh, the new Spider-Man movie is going to come out, and Craven the Hunter has been has been cast in that movie. It's like, well, I, I wish I would have saw that in the movie, but it's a little bit different if we are if we have already had an introduction to the character, which you know, this movie did. So I thought that was cool. Um, wasn't that excited about honestly either end credit scene? I'll just go ahead and spoil that right now. <laughs> I, I was like, I, and I said it's the friggins. I'm like, one. everybody said the movie sucks, but the end credit scene is like the dopest ever this and i think it's because it's harry um spiles you know like i don't know who this guy is i don't know why everyone's so excited about him but you know i don't know I mean, yeah. one direction baby yeah he was in one direction man. Oh, okay so he's like the the justin timberlake of, of one direction yeah there you oh, go there you go, there you go. But he was in Dunkirk, and he did a couple other movies, and, and he's actually a pretty sought-after guy right now. Okay, so. all right, cool. But yeah, no, it was fine. It was fine. It was cool. Right. It was Arrow's fine. a bit of a, a bit of a, a space douche, so I, I agree with you, DX. I think there's a little bit of a nefarious kind of uh, um, yeah. you know, plot that he has here. Maybe he's going to be the new Loki. Not actual Loki character, but like, right. you know, like Loki. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like already starting to see rumors that it might be that he's trying to bring Thanos back to life. So, you know, maybe mm. he's using that for something else. So you never know. That uh, so, Friggins, what do you think about this first one? Uh, I'm going to be short and sweet. I thought it was a waste. I could care care less. There's nothing about it that's exciting for me. Um, I, 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 I will say that I do think Harry Styles is a good cast for that character. I don't like Pip. I've seen him in a few different things. I, I, I think I only ever really even enjoyed his presence in one comic that I read relatively recently um, that, where he was fine. Um, but <laughs> don't care 
anything about this thing. I it, I don't care for a, se- a second for the Eternals. And again, I'm not like bashing this one. It was fine. It was good. And I had a good time. But like, I don't have any excitement, and I don't care for a sequel. So this credit did abs- uh, this end credit scene did absolutely nothing for me. I zero excitement. Could care less. I felt like it was a waste, and we could have had black more Black Knight in a suit <laughs> or something. <laughs> Can we just have a second scene with Black Knight? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so speaking of Black Knight, we will move to Fred's favorite part of the movie, which is the <laughs> second uh, post credit scene at the very, very end, uh, which my wife was like, we just waited through 10 minutes of credits for that shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm glad that's right. Very good, Miss DX. So um, yeah, she was just like, oh my God. Uh, but um, but no, I thought it was cool too because obviously we knew when when Kit Harrington was casted in this movie, like all the articles said he was Black Knight, like Kit Harrington's Black Knight in Eternals, right? And then you watch this movie and you're just like, he's just some fucking dude. Like they had hints at it, right? Like she gave him the ring and he's like, oh, it's my family crest from a long time ago. And then at the very end of the movie, he's like. We're gonna be honest with each other. Gotta tell you about my family heritage. And it's like, and then he started to try to say something before the clouds parted, and <laughs> we got the celestial in the sky. So like they hinted at stuff, but then you know, we never got a black knight. So it was like, well, that was kind of a waste, right? Like they just brought him on just to do that. But we were planting seeds in typical MCU fashion because yes, this last scene has Mr. Whitman looking at a crate. And he opens it up, and it's got the sword in it, right? The ebony blade, I believe it's called. Um, it looked and, of course, like, as he – it's, like, wrapped in bandages. And as he kind of puts his finger close to it, it's, like, moving. It looks like it's alive, and it's kind of reaching out for him. And, yeah. obviously, if he touches it and grabs it, he'll become the new Black Knight, um, which has been in his family heritage for many, many years. Um, so he's kind of hesitant. He doesn't know what to do. I forgot what, what the quote was on the thing, but it was like something about death. It was like death is in me death or some shit. I don't know. Oh, yeah, death will release. Yeah, me it was something, something about like death was the quote on the thing. So uh, he goes to touch it again, and then you hear a voice say, "Are you sure about that, Mister Whitman?" And and boom, springs up the black right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's our scene, right? He he doesn't become Black Knight, but. We get we get the hint. The blade is there. And, uh, no pun intended. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, and, but then we hear the voice, right? So then now everybody's speculating, who the fuck was talking to him, right? Uh, I know, like Kiki Pat was like, oh, that was Nick Fury, and I was like, that was not Nick Fury. That's I thought I maybe was. it was Sam Wilson. I was like, I was like, that could have been New Cap, right? Like mm-hmm. Sam was going to re- recruit some people. Like I don't know, like but couldn't couldn't really tell. Um, and then, uh, the word came out over the weekend from the director, Chloe Zhao. Uh, she confirmed that, uh, that voice is none other than Maharshala Ali, who of course is going to be Blade. So that was Blade that was making his MCU debut talking to him. So more questions arise because it's like, why is Blade there? Why is Blade talking to him? Why does Blade know about this sword? Um, does that mean that we're going to have Black Knight maybe in the Blade movie instead of Eternals 2, right? We can have him maybe show up in, in Blade. Um, and who knows, man? Who knows where we kind of go from here? But they're very interesting to do that. And I kind of wonder why they didn't show him, like, and just do a voice because there's a ton of confusion out there of oh, people yeah. wondering who the fuck was talking to him. I wasn't. You know, and it, 
<laughs> you, you did not know who that was. Fred. He, he did say Blade, and <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'll give you props. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know anybody that called that. Like, there was so much confusion online, and that's where I'm just like, if you're going to do something cool like that and debut somebody and have this whole connection, why would you leave it so vague? Like, you know, why wouldn't you make that more known? And, you know, how cool would it have been if that camera panned over and he was standing in the doorway with the trench coat and the shades. sunglasses on? Oh, my God, that would have been a hell of an ending, man. I feel like uh, this was instead, like – oh, sorry, Doc. Didn't mean to no, I was just saying instead we just get a voiceover and then a lot of confusion in the theater going, <laughs> what was that? What just happened? Right? Because even because most people don't know what the fuck the Blade is or who Black Knight is. Anyway, so so there's already confusion, and then the voice added more confusion on top yeah. of it. So it was there's a no very kind of big yeah. question mark uh, for most of the audiences at the end of that movie. But it was I thought it was a very very cool scene, and really appreciated it more once I found out that that was Blade. So uh, Friggins, I, I'll actually jump it to you on this one since you're such a Black Knight fan and talked about him all night. Yeah, um, <laughs> biggest what, Black Knight fan. What'd man. you think about this last one? Here? I mean, this is what I came for. This was uh, amazing. <laughs> I was so glad to. So when he goes to the box, his crest is on the middle of the yeah. box. It's this like red circle with like this this bird thing in it. And I was just like, oh, that's the sword. And I was just like the whole. T- I turned into Peeps because I was like, pull the sword, pull the sword. <laughs> I wanted him to pull the sword. It was funny because after Harry Styles, um. We, Peace and I were talking while the credits were rolling, and I'm like, Oh, I wanted the Jon Snow to pull out the sword. That sucks. And like, this lady next to us was like, Hey, who's Jon Snow supposed to be? So then I'm like, Oh, let me tell you, he's supposed to be Black Knight. And he's, <laughs> um, and I really like that because we got to see the sword, you know, and it was covered up a little bit, but you got to see a little bit. Peace mentioned like how cool that blade was. I like the addition of like kind of the shards kind of shifting towards him as his hand got uh, closer. I like that. I got to see the crest on the box. That was really, really fun. My disappointment was that I didn't get to see the suit. I wanted to see him in the suit. Um, (laughs) The blade thing. I didn't even really care about like, it's cool, but like, I felt like it was an afterthought. Like, I feel like they showed the studio, the scene and they're like, we need to add something else. What else can we add? Uh, yeah. Get Marshala to just do a voiceover real quick. And- yeah, they, they, they told the actors like, "Turn around as if someone's speaking to you." Well, yeah. who's speaking to me? It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, out later. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so we don't actually need them there. That's 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 what why I didn't really care because again that confusion, Don, of not knowing exactly who it was. Um, that was it, so that didn't impact me. But I absolutely love being able to finally see that blade. Um, you know, again, just. That that brings the excitement. As I mentioned before, I don't care for an eternal sequel. I don't want to see that. My excitement is for that Black Knight stuff. Show me what that blade does. Show me his suit. I want to see more of him. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, that that's how I felt. I, this scene got me very excited and wants me to, and I want to see something uh, different down the road in the MCU. Would you be stoked to see him like in in the actual Blade movie, or like where do you want to see it go from here? Yeah, I mean, I I just I would be kind of excited to see him anywhere at this point, um, especially if he has a suit, which I feel like it's going to take forever for them to give him a suit. But I don't you know necessarily once he picks the sword up. I sure hope so. Uh, I hate it. He's gonna like it's gonna be a whole movie of him avoiding using the sword, and then he'll use the sword like at the last fight, and that's <laughs> it. Um, 
I don't really care if he's with Blade or not. It does that is a little confusing to me. Um, whereas Blade typically is more of the vampire hunter kind of thing, as we we we've seen in the prior movies and whatnot. Um, he does kind of have that de- like that uh, dark um, curses and stuff like that, that, that kind of knowledge. And it's not just a vampire hunter. That's his main thing, but he does other demonic slang as well. So it would make sense that he would know a little bit about a curse. And what I do like about that is it's not something I was really expecting. Um, I thought they were just going to go back to the well with blade being a vampire and hunter and that's it. Um, so that is kind of cool. So now knowing it's confirmed and everything, it does, expand the the curiosity um but yeah i i just thought it was really cool to see him with the sword and i i, I want to see see the suit all right all right peeps what do you think of this one um i i just i wasn't that excited i unlike you guys i had no idea who what a black knight was until friggins mentioned that to the 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 lady next to us saying oh black knight and i'm like well what does he do he's like well he has a cursed sword I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but what does he do? Like, does he does he does he jump high? She's like, no, well, you know, he has a suit. I was like, oh, so the suit, like, it gives him like special. No, no, it's just like a regular knight, a black knight suit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so he can stop like other swords and maybe some flails, you know? Like, that's the the I don't know. It, he just he didn't sound exciting, and I, I've I've looked at him after the fact and. I'm just not. The yeah. sword looked amazing. I like the wrapper. The wrapper. It looked like a cursed sword, and yeah. but that's about it. Um, and the voice of uh, uh, Mahershal Ali. Um, yeah. Again, I called it. I did call it. Friggins was like, maybe it was Nick Fury. Oh wait, he didn't say motherfucker, so it probably wasn't Nick Fury. <laughs> it probably wasn't Samuel Jackson. So, um, but no, I. I I think it's cool, and what I'll say the the only thing that that excites me about this is 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 what potential they could be doing with it. What if they're building towards um, a Defenders, which is a supernatural team, um, you know, led by Doc Strange with uh, uh, Blade and uh, Black Knight, and maybe Elsa Bloodstone, or maybe we're going to get some you know other characters that are better suited some you know maybe wanda better suited to deal with like supernatural threats some shumagoraths or some things coming from you know the other side i i think that would be fun and cool if that's what they're building towards um or if not maybe just some street level hero stuff but i don't know i can't see black knight running on the street on his horse like stopping a, <laughs> a guy from you know stealing someone's purse but then again maybe that might work i don't know it was okay <laughs> and i this think horse was, flies does it have a pegasus <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah is it a black horse i think it's I white think it's white yeah yeah all right, this is confusing. Then I don't know. <laughs> it looks like an Oreo. I don't know. Peep's <laughs> not a fan of either of the post-credit scenes. All right, yeah, okay, it was okay. It was, yeah. okay. It, was it was no Shang Chi end credits, which got me super stoked for some reason. No. Very very cool. Um, so uh, of course it, we're recording this live on Sunday night, uh, November seventh. So the box office came out today, and um, it made seventy one million dollars nice. at the box office, which is the fourth best opening of the pandemic era. Obviously, behind Venom two, which still leads, then Black Widow, then Shang Chi. So it comes in fourth place for the pandemic era and for the year. 
and it's the second best global opening of the pandemic era. It made a lot of money overseas, so it is killing it in the um, on the you know overall market. So, uh, yeah. but fourth biggest here in uh, the United States was seventy one million. Um, it was tracking to do close to eighty at the beginning of the weekend, but I think because of the Rotten Tomatoes and some of the critic reviews and some of the word of mouth from some people. You saw it was very front-loaded on that Thursday, Friday, and then kind of dipped a little bit over the weekend. So it didn't maintain as high as they had thought at one point uh, when they were thinking it would maybe was going to hit that 80 million mark. So, um, all right. Well, we will go down to our final thoughts and scores. Um, so, yeah, peeps, I'll start off with you. Where are you at with your final thoughts and scores on Marvel Studios Eternals? Man, this one's very difficult for me because, as I said, it is it is a very competent movie. Um, it a lot lots of good things that I can say about this in terms of just an overall film production, like like Friggins had said earlier. Uh, but just the connections with the MCU and some of the character, I will say, flaws uh, just kind of messed up that that part for me. Um, so, um, but overall, I will say that I definitely recommend this movie to everybody out there, whether if you're an MCU fan or if you're a movie fan, if you want to go, you know, enjoy a movie with your loved one by yourself with the family, eh, if they're little, I don't know, there's a scene in there, maybe, you know, <laughs> but, um, as long as you don't mind having that conversation on the ride home, um, I you know, know I, I definitely, I definitely suggest you know going out and checking this out. It is, it is, it's a, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, laughs, tears, um, excitement. So it's, it, it's got all the bits and pieces. But because of those um, issues that I have, uh, I will be giving this uh, three and a half uh, Gilgamesh punches. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. But it just did not meet the level of other films. It's it's right there with well, I mean, I, uh, when we give our overall ranking, you'll see what it's next to. So <laughs> I will, I will All right. leave that alone. Friggins. For me, uh, over, final thoughts is you know it is definitely worth seeing. I am not upset that I saw it. I didn't walk out of the theater thinking it was a disappointment by any means. Um, but I think where this will come through a lot greater is if you have a little bit of Marvel burnout and you're kind of sick of seeing some of the same characters over and over, this is a good change of pace because it doesn't have that connection. So I talked to a few people that that's what they told me. They're like, I was actually glad to see new characters because I've seen enough Captain America and Thor and whatever. So that surprises me. I, I want to see more of them, but I, um, I I do think it's a good change of pace. It does show you something new, maybe something you weren't expecting. But specifically, if you like sci-fi, I think this is kind of more for you as well. Um, personally, it's one that um, I am glad that I have in my memory banks of knowing that this is a thing that happened. I don't need any more of this uh, apart from a couple characters. Um, so, you know, I'm good. It was, it was a fun ride. I did not hate it. I think it's getting way too much hate on the internet, but I never have to see it again and I will be totally fine. Um, overall, I give this film three black knights out of five. <laughs> okay. So we have a three and a half. We have a three. Um, okay. 
All right. So, uh, yeah. So my final thought, I, I kind of agree with a lot of what you guys said. I mean, this is, if you're looking for a different type of Marvel film, that's this. Like, this is a different beast. This feels more like a DC film. Like, you know, I mean, it really does. Yeah. It basically is a Justice League movie in its own right. We had Superman. We had Wonder Woman. We had The Flash. <laughs> you know, we, we had these, you know, Green Lantern. We had a lot of characters in here. <laughs> Uh, that had similar kind of agendas and powers, and um, but it was fun. It was a breath of fresh air. It was something different. It's directed by an Academy Award winning director. Yeah. Um, it looks beautiful. I mean, the scale of this movie is very big. Um, it, it it is beautiful to look at. Um, it's got some great characters, um, but it is. It's dense. It's long. Um, it does have downtime. So for some people, it will fall on the boring side. It will fall on that there's not enough action. Not enough humor throughout, you know. Marvel, uh, I think Marvel has such a big DNA of action and comedy mm -hmm. um, in most of their films, and and there is comedy in this, but it is very spread out. It's not as much as a normal MCU film. So this is a different beast, but I think some people will enjoy that, and I think others won't, and I think that's why it's very divisive. Yeah. Um, you know, overall, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, I out of the five stars uh, that we typically do, like I would give it uh, four out of five laser beams. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. Um, I loved it even more the second time. Like I said, it's a movie that I kind of keep revisiting in my head and kind of playing out things. And I think I appreciate it more and more um, the more I think about it. And um, but yeah, overall, I would land four out of five for me. So we have four. Three and a half and three uh, on the grand scale. So uh, to wrap us up, as we always do here with the Marvel films, we then go to the grand MCU updated countdown, which, of course, is ever-growing as we restrict it just to the movies. We don't count the Disney Plus shows right now in this countdown. Um, but, of course, the list has grown to 26 films. The Eternals is the 26th film. So it's going to be interesting to see where this one falls in the grand scheme of things and if anything else maybe shifted on your timeline as uh since the last time we've done this so um peeps i'll roll it back to you where does your countdown take us with eternals added in 26 films all right um this one was kind of difficult um as again i didn't hate it but i'm trying to think about this and, and how much i enjoy the other films how much i've actually wanted to see some of the other films so uh uh yeah so here we go uh, number 26 will always be and will forever be, it feels like, Iron Man 2. Uh, number 25 is the first Thor movie. 24, Iron Man 3. Uh, 23 is The Incredible Hulk. 22 is Captain Marvel, which might be dropping here pretty soon. Um, and 21 is where we find our Eternals. So... That is uh, number 21 for me. Uh, number 20 is uh, Thor 2, 19, of uh, Captain America, First Avenger. Uh, number 18 is the uh, more recent Black Widow. Uh, 17 is Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Uh, 16 is Doctor Strange. 15 is Thor 3, Ragnarok. 14 is Ant-Man 2, Ant-Man and Wasp. 13 is Ant-Man. I love those movies equally. Um... And uh, number three, uh, number twelve is Captain America um, three, which is the Civil War. 
Uh, number two, uh, blah, number 11 is Spider-Man 2. Uh, number 10 is Spider-Man. Again, I, it's hard for me to choose one of those over the other. All right. And so, yeah, at, at 10, we are in my top 10. Number nine is First Iron Man. Number eight is the Avengers movie. Number seven is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, number six I can't is say Wakanda Forever. That's the sequel. So. Well, I'm, <laughs> kind of, I'm going to say that on every it. Black Panther. <laughs> that is true. I actually forgot about that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and number six is Shang-Chi, which actually moved from last time. Last time it was number five. And now we're at our, my top five. Uh, four, uh, five and four are Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. I'm not telling you in which order because I love <laughs> them both the same. Um, number three is Endgame. Number two is Captain America Winter Soldier. Phenomenal movie. And number one it will always be, I feel like at this point, Avengers yeah. Infinity War. Nice. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Friggins. Can't wait to see where yours play out. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I was actually very, very surprised to see that um, Peeps and I have quite a few um, on the same list and most uh, are in the same number rather. And most of them are kind of on the lower end. Um, as a note, for if you watched like our, I think the last one I was on was Black Widow because I missed the Shang-Chi episode. Um, since that episode, I've like rewatched a few movies. So there has been some shifting in my ranking. Um, but I will note that from like 15 to 20, maybe even all the way to 15 to 22, those seem to be the ones that kind of move around a little bit. Um, Everything else is a little bit more solid. So anyway, number 26 forever and seems like (laughs) will always be Iron Man 2 as well. (laughs) Um, Number 25 is Iron Man 3. Number 24 is Thor the Dark World. Number 23 is Incredible Hulk. Number 22 is Captain Marvel. This was a big drop for me. I had it higher, but after rewatching it recently, had to drop that. Um, and as Peeps has mentioned, I have also oh, wow. placed Eternals at number 21. Um, one thing that has climbed up the ranks a little bit after watching it a few more times was Avengers Age of Ultron at number 20. Um, I have Ant-Man and Wasp at 19. Spider-Man Far From Home has dropped a little bit on my ranking to 18. And that's because I saw a little bit of Doctor Strange again, and that boosted up to 17. Okay. Uh, Number 16, I have the first Thor. I don't know why there's so much hate for that one. I love that one. Um, 15, I have Black Widow. Uh, Number 14 is Ant-Man. Number 13 is Black Panther. Number 12, I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Ooh, that's dropped. It has. Uh, There's been some good stuff. And after rewatching a few things, it it went a little bit lower than expected. Thor Ragnarok hits my number 11. Um, Now we're breaking into my top 10. So um, my top 10, uh, Don, you're going to love this. My number 10 favorite is Captain America, the first Avenger. (laughs) Um. Number nine is the first Avengers movie. Number eight is Civil War. And Shang-Chi, as I mentioned, I didn't get to talk about last time, currently at seven, but has been fluctuating between five. my five, six, and seven are really tight. Um, I absolutely love Shang-Chi. I didn't get to talk about that last time, so I just wanted to throw out uh, when we was probably, if not my favorite MCU villain now, he's 
him, it, it, he's battling for that number one spot. And I'm telling you right now, he's probably at that one spot. I absolutely love that movie. And I saw it twice in the theater this year. And in this type of pandemic era, that's a big one for me. So it's um, probably him and Whiplash, right? Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah Whiplash. Um, number five, or I'm sorry, I'm at six. Number six is presently Iron Man, the first one. Um, number five, I have Spider Man. Uh, what's the first? Ooh, Homecoming. Oh, sorry. Um, and then number four, Avengers Infinity War. Number three, End Game. And then number two, Captain America, uh, The Winter Soldier, of course, as you mentioned, Peeps, a phenomenal film. Mm-hmm. And number one is Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Uh, I have so much love for that movie. I had such a good time with it when it came out and up to now. And I have so many great memories you know, with that one and, and uh, inspired some co- crazy cosplay for me back in the day. And it's still just... You know, just rings true to my heart. I, I, it's too much fun. It's just too much fun. <laughs> got to play the video game, man. It's a lot of fun. I know. I got to check that out. It's a ton of fun, man. Okay, hell of a list. Uh, all over the damn place. <laughs> <laughs> um, some stuff I was like, okay, pretty close, and then other stuff like, woo, couldn't be further from the truth. Um, <laughs> man, crazy, crazy. So that's what I love about doing these lists every single time. Oh yeah. All right. So getting into my twenty-six, I'll tell you. When I came home, I told you that Eternals kind of flip-flopped for me a little bit. When I came home that first night, pulled up the letterbox and said, okay, I got to update, got to drop in Eternals, got to pop this in. Um, I actually sledded it right at 26 at the very Ooh, last spot. Wow. Um, and again, I want to reiterate, as we always do with this countdown, that just because you're at the end doesn't mean I hate it. It's just the way the cookie crumbled, right? I love all these films, but I did drop it in right at 26. So I'm very shocked, Friggins, as much as you just kind of were like, it is what it is. I don't care to ever see more, and I don't care to ever see it again. That <laughs> it was like fucking, you had like six other movies in front of it. <laughs> yeah. so you actually crazy. gave Captain Marvel a second chance, and that one's lower than Eternal. It so did. It did. Interesting. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Um, so yeah, so I had slated it at 26, but then like I said, after I watched it the second time, I was like, okay, it does not deserve that. I'm going to go re-edit a little bit, and uh, here we go. So coming in number 26, as it probably always will be, like you guys say, um, (laughs) but it is not Iron Man 2. It is Captain America, the first Avenger, um, which is just, it is just such a meh movie. (laughs) No, it is not. There's not much to this film. It's just so eh. Um, I don't know, man. It just is. Um, Then number 25. The less <laughs> when you talk about the Iron Man movies, it should be here, which is Iron Man three. Man, you get some respect <laughs> on number two. Iron Man three Iron. sucks, and it's number twenty five. That's my twenty five. Uh, I get you. <laughs> yeah. uh, number twenty four is the Incredible Hulk. Number twenty three is Black Widow. Um, number twenty two is Eternals. So that's oh, where it falls for me, right at twenty two uh, after the second viewing. Um, so, um, kind of funny that we have Black Widow and Eternals next to each other coming out in the same year. So, uh, 21 and 22, uh, 23 and 22. Number 21 is Thor the Dark World. Number 20 is Iron Man 2. Number eight, uh, 19 is Thor the original movie. Number 18 is Captain Marvel. Number 17 is Doctor Strange. Number 16 is the first Ant Man movie. Followed by number 15 being Ant-Man and the Wasp. So like you peeps, kind of have them neck to neck right there with each other. Number 14 is Black Panther. Number 13 is Shang-Chi. 
for me in the Legend of the Ten Rings. So, um, and this is one I think when me and Peeps did it, our last one when we did the Shang Chi countdown, I can see that one moving up again. Uh, Shang Chi was a hard one to place because I do love that movie to death as well too, and think it is one of the better origin story movies that they've done. So I yeah. can see that definitely moving up in my list as the viewings go on with that film. I'm I'm excited that it hits VOD like in the next week, so I can ah, watch it again. At home. Up. I'm very excited. I know, right? Um, so number twelve is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Number eleven is the first Iron Man. Number ten is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Number nine is Spider-Man: Homecoming. Number eight is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Number seven is Thor: Ragnarok. Number six is Captain America: Civil War. Number five is Guardians of the Galaxy. And then your top four is all the Avengers movies because they will forever be the top films because I love <laughs> the team up and the special event films. So number four is Avengers Age of Ultron. Number three is the original Avengers. Number two is Avengers Endgame. And like peeps, number one forever is going to be Infinity War, the greatest movie possibly of all time. So uh, we love Infinity War. So there's my 26 and our updated MCU countdown. Good list. Any thoughts overall, guys? There's a lot of MCU movies. Holy crap. Every time we do this list, I'm like, are we going to just do 10 or are we doing the whole list? Like, they just, it keeps growing. And then imagine we added in TV shows. I've seen a lot of people doing that. I feel like they are something different. Like, I can't compare a TV show. It's a two hour movie to something that has six or eight hours to flesh out. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, guys, that is here, man. This is probably our longest spoiler review. We've been always averaging yeah. around that 145 mark, and we're hitting exactly two hours right now. So oh, wow, um, exactly. as many characters as are in Internals, that's how long. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this has been the Am I Still in the Air uh, Eternal spoiler review. Um, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know, hey, it's time to shout it out. Let's see what's cracking <laughs> out there in the webs so peeps tell everybody where can they find you and where can they listen and anything else you'd like to plug well if you want to hit me up on the internet uh of course twitter number four my peoples for my peoples as you can see right there um yeah uh, i i do a uh a podcast uh featuring these guys every now and then uh the people's forum spelled the same way uh you could you could find me on red dragons radio um you know, the same place that you that you can find all of DX Omega's content. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to mix it up there a little bit. Every Monday, you're going to get some kind of Marvel stuff. We're mixing it up every now and then with some Star Wars. And I'm actually going to be talking about some Arcane here pretty soon. So I'm very excited about that. So, nice. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Interesting. I do like the new Imagine Dragon song that is from Arcane. So that's as much <laughs> as I will dig into that one. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> Um, Friggins, what you got? Well, if you'd like to chat with me, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Friggins. That's F-R-I-G-G-I-N-Z. Friggins with a Z, just like on the screen right there. Um, but also got a few other things going on. First and foremost, I ha- I tend to be a regular visitor here at the uh, Am I Still in the Air spoiler discussions in the People's Forum as well. So Red Dragons Radio is the place to go to find me on those shows popping in here and there. Um, secondly, starting to do a little bit more with Twitch. Uh, we have a bi-weekly 
Dungeons and Dragons game that we do on Twitch. That would be at twitch.tv slash mead and friends. Mead like the drink. And this coming Monday, which is actually tomorrow, November the 8th, if you're listening, I'm going to be doing a special one-shot Dungeons and Dragons charity event where we're going to be playing a, a live stream game of Dungeons and Dragons and trying to raise some money for Toys for Tots. That's with the Free Forge Discord um, group. So check out that on twitch.tv slash the uh, Free Forge. So uh, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, place to go. Plus, it helps out a good cause. Very, very cool. Man, check it out. Check it out. Um, so, yeah, so thanks to these guys once again. Follow along. Like they said, everything can be found. RedDragonsRadio.com. You go on there. And um, you can listen to Am I on the Air? Am I Still on the Air? The Quick Bites, the People's Forum, everything that we put together, all in one nice little hub there. Um, you can make sure to follow me on Twitter at DXDonMega, all one word. And of course, the show is at Am I on the Air. Pretty much all your social media, just at Am I on the Air. And everything else you see ticking at the bottom there, we're available on all your favorite streaming platforms TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Just search Am I on the Air. And you can find everything right there. So thank you so much once again for tuning in here tonight for our Am I Still on the Air Eternal Spoiler Review. As always, it has been a blast. And uh, we will catch you, I'm sure, in another month when Spider-Man No Way Home hits theaters. And we could talk about uh, what some are quoting as Spider-Man Endgame. So uh, we'll see how that one kind of takes us wrapping up the year in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So... Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And until next time, y'all, peace. Red Dragons!